Hey everybody, hopefully you're having a great day today. I have a topic for you that uh, I think is going to be helpful. It's one of those things that it keeps coming up. I've seen some people make some comments about this in response to some of the videos and I thought I would cover it. Let me get my screens all set up because I am in the wrong area. Hopefully you are having an outstanding evening. And uh, just jump into this. I'm going to tone the music down. I know some people don't like that. Anyways, the topic for today is about validation, the importance of validation, and how it can be a trap. You got to be a little bit careful on it. So on that, oh, that just bop, popped right up there. I didn't expect that to happen, but that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, validation can be quicksand. It can be one of those things that you get kind of stuck. Actually, that's the wrong choice. I should have said, I should, instead of quicksand, I should have said validation can be like a warm bath with nice ambiance and music and all that kind of good stuff. And you just don't want to leave. And that is one of the problems that we will get to on this discussion tonight. So I think the thing for me, and this was really, the, the, all of this stuff that I'm talking about tonight, I went through myself. <laughs> and you may have already been through this, or you might be new to this channel, and you might be going, nope, this is all new to me. And what I can tell you is when, <coughs> excuse me, when I first started going through this, I felt like I was living a one-man nightmare, a one-man just, it was like, this is the twilight zone. This is completely bizarre. Nobody else understands what's going on. This has never happened before. Actually, even just saying this, I just, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that I went through that, but I absolutely did. It was one of those things where I was super confused I guess lack of a better a better choice of words and it just didn't feel real and I kept questioning myself thinking well this is this is this has got to be real I mean this is this is this this can't be real I mean I was just going back and forth with that and the thing is is that when you finally get that, that moment of realization, you get that moment of clarity, and you're like, holy crap, this absolutely is real. I'm not the only one. There's a whole community of people who have experienced a very similar thing. It is a game changer. Now, the, the thing I want to just add on to that is when you, if I click the right button, and I think this is primarily for men. So if, uh, if someone has a different opinion on that, let me know. But I think the reality is, at least for guys, most people won't talk about this. So not everyone's sitting around going, oh, yeah, my divorce was nasty. It was horrible. I, you know, it was the worst experience ever. And, you know, they're, they're talking about it and they're talking about what they did to, to get through it and how dark it was and how lonely it was. Now, Sometimes we'll find people who will in private and if they're a really close friend, 
might be willing to share some of that. But oftentimes, and this is exactly what I was going through as well, oftentimes what happens is you see other people who have been through a quote-unquote divorce. They seem like they're doing fine. Their life is, you know, the, the outward uh, the outward projection that they're putting out there is that their situation was a slam dunk, not that big of a deal, and everything's great. Now, I understand that. I mean, to be honest, you know, thinking about this stuff and staying, staying in the midst of it is not exactly the most entertaining and fun place to be. So there's not a lot of people who want to relive it. And unless you have somebody who is a really close friend who's willing to share and be vulnerable, a lot of times people just aren't going to talk about it. And here's the other problem, and maybe this is changing. I mean, this was kind of my situation, you know, 12 years ago. Nobody wants to relive their past trauma, right? They don't want to talk about it. They just, and they don't want to hear it. And they're like, you know what? And they're thinking to themselves, wait a minute. I had to deal with this on my own. I had nobody to talk to, you know, or I had very few people who would, who would listen to me or, or offer some advice or some decent advice. There's a lot of bad advice out there. And as a result, they just don't feel that it's necessary to do that. I mean, again, that's, I've said this before, but that's one of the reasons why I created this channel. And I've said this multiple times over the last six years. You know, a lot of times I feel like I grabbed my man card and I threw it, you know, threw it on the table because I'm like, you know what? Somebody needs to talk about this so that people who are going through this do not feel completely isolated and alone because that leads to some very dark thoughts and it sends you down a rabbit hole that sometimes is hard to get out from and you make decisions that just don't help you because in the midst of it you feel like your life is over it's ruined it's never going to get any better so you just kind of get into this self-destructive mindset i went through that myself but you have to be really careful about that. And you also have to understand that whenever people don't, you know, aren't really just jumping to help you, that that doesn't mean that you're the only, you know, you're the, per, you know, the, the person on the island that got uh, dropped off there. There are, these, these experiences are real. What you experienced is real, even though it feels like it's a gas-lidded nightmare. And there's a way through this. So for me, I'll just jump back over to this, this next bullet. That initial validation that this scenario was real was a, was a game changer for me. Over, and I think I got that like maybe on the first year, year and a half. I can't even remember now. I should write, write the dates down. But, and that was when I was working with a therapist, another thing that you know, guys don't exactly like to talk about. And, you know, people, when they say, oh, I went to therapy, it's like, you know, there's a stigma behind it. But I think whenever your life is spiraling out of control and you're living some of the darkest days of your life, you have to reach out and try different things to see what can help you get through it. That happened to be what worked, what helped me. And don't, by any means, do not think that that was a slam dunk, easy peasy lemon squeezy event. It, it was not, it was a nightmare. It was painful. Uh, I felt like it was a, you know, a waste of time and 
you know, I, well, I would say that it was like every time I would go this la the last, the last, you know, the one therapist I had that really made the breakthroughs. I remember going, she was a great therapist, trauma therapist. And I remember going, you know, pulling up in front of the front of the place thinking I'm done. I, this is a waste of time. I'm just coming here and nothing's happening. And I would basically walk in the door with the expectation of, okay, when this is over, I'm going to take a break from this. And we would have a breakthrough that would kind of blow my mind. And whenever we had that, or whenever she shared that, uh, you know, hey, narcissistic personality disorder could be what you're dealing with. Not for me, but, you know, be a, a target of, a, of somebody with that disorder. Uh, and I know I've told this story before, but just rather hopefully quickly, you know, I went, I, first they said, she said it, and I'm like, oh, give me a break, really? Okay, whatever. Went home, did some searches, and it was like, holy crap. The validation that I got that day from searching, you know, what is MPD, what are the traits, what happens when, you know, how do you divorce one? And it was like, it was like pattern of behavior, you know, laundry list. You know, they do these one through 10 things, one through 10, check. Next one, one through 10, eh, one through nine, check. You know, I mean, it was just like, holy cow. So that initial validation can help you get closure because I had no closure. But here's the thing. It can feel nice and it can feel great. And it did. Don't get me wrong. It did. That, that first probably week, I felt like I was on cloud nine, nine. I felt like the mask had been ripped off or the fog had blown away and I, heck, I could see clearly. And it felt pretty good. But you cannot stay in the validation phase of this. And this is why I said it was quick stand. Starts out as that nice little bubble bath, nice little sauna, nice little, you know, place that you just feel really comfortable and you don't want to leave. And then it grabs you like quicksand and it doesn't want to let go of you. So the key on that is getting to the mindset of, okay, but now what? Okay, I got it. Okay, I'm validated, but now what? What, the rest of my life is going to be just sitting here talking with other people about how horrible my experience was and how I was never going to get through it and how, oh, your life sucks and my life sucks and, oh, cool, we're part of the crowd that, you know, is, is living this nightmare. You're a victim, I'm a victim, everyone's a victim. You know, but it's like that doesn't help you long term. You can stay there for a little bit. You got to, you know, you got to convince yourself or remind yourself that the experience was real, that you actually had that experience, that it happened to you, that it wasn't fake and that, okay, now what? How do you take your life back? How do you minimize the effect of a toxic ex who's, who's like hell bent or it feels like it on making your life a living hell. The reality is, is they, that is just them. They enjoy chaos and they don't want to let go of it. And we're just kind of in that uh, vortex of chaos that we have to find a way out of. So finally, it's just moving past the validation stage and moving into, okay, but now what? 
is the critical key to take your life back. And that's, that is what I'm hoping or I want. Hope isn't the right word because I think if you guys dedicate your time to it and you work towards this, you will absolutely get your life back. It's not maybe, and I know in the beginning of this, you got to kind of think, well, maybe, well, maybe I can get my life back. Maybe these other people had similar experiences. So maybe I can, I can have that experience as well. But you will get your life back. You will, you will grow from this, heal from this, find ways to minimize and mitigate the effects of toxic narcissistic people in your life. And you will start to purge them from your life. And there's a lonely phase in that where when you start doing that, you're like, oh my God, everyone in the planet is a toxic mess and that's normal. And I'm the only one who's uh, not normal because I'm the only one who sees it. The thing you have to remember if you are in that mindset, and I was in that mindset myself when I was going through it, I'm like, holy crap, this sucks. You end up surrounding yourself with what you draw to you. I was in a negative mindset. So my family, well, that I didn't, you know, I didn't pick that, but, uh, you know, family, my friends, my professional people I dealt, you know, my, my, you know, people I worked with professionally, it was everywhere. And I thought, okay, well, that's normal. No, the problem is, is that you normalize that behavior. People test your defenses. You allow them in. They realize, oh, okay, cool. This is another, this is another suitable source of supply. And you unfortunately end up allowing toxic people in. Once you start being able to recognize that and putting up appropriate healthy healthy boundaries to minimize their influence and effect on your life, you start to take your life back. And what you will notice, what you will notice, and it's crazy, you will start to find people who are not toxic. They are out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding lots of them. I spent, uh, I met a bunch of people this weekend on one of my, not one of my, but I joined a group and met up with them for their, their, their camping adventure. And they were a great group of folks, very, very low key family oriented, you know, my type of people. So on that, don't let validation be your bubble bath and trap you the siren song to draw you in to not let you leave. Use it to, 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 to recognize and prove to yourself that what you're experiencing is real and then take your life back. All right. So I see a few people here. My numbers are bouncing all over the place. This might be a short one tonight. As you can see, I'm trying to get back into a mode to where I'm doing this more often. So haven't come up with a schedule, but I'm starting to try to do that. So thank you for the support and, and joining me here. I see we got John Halfley says here. Glad, uh, glad you're here. Uh, Oh, let's see, uh, a new grad or a from a new grad to young professional says choppy. Hopefully that's not on my side. Uh, I don't think anyone else said anything about that. If it is, let me know. David says, good evening. Good evening to you. John says, uh, Dwayne, you helped me so much and I will always be in your debt. Well, I am so grateful to be able to be able to help people and help you. That's the whole purpose of this channel. That's why it was created, was to help people through the darkness of this 
and hopefully drag them to the other side of this and take their life back. Shane, good evening to all. Good evening to you. Let's see. Oh, man. John says, not me. My ambulance partner knows more about what happened than I do. Poor guy. Ugh, that sucks. Heather says, Dan Dwayne, you are hitting some great points, and we thank you so much for what you're doing. Well, thank you so much for the support, Heather. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm trying to, to spin this around a little bit to hit some solid points so that at least the first part of the video can be, you know, like a good standalone topic. And then we can roll into a, a conversation and hang out and stuff, depending on, on how it goes. Pepe, Pepe joined us. Hey, man, glad you, can, glad you could join. Shane says, I had a lot of disassociation, great point, through the entire divorce and custody battle. It felt like a dream and still feels that way when the memories come back. Okay, that's a great point, Shane. And what I, what I want to mention on that, or add, sorry for swallowing it. Hopefully you guys didn't hear that. What I want to say on that is that what you're talking about, I absolutely remember. It's like once I started feeling like, okay, I'm getting it. It's like the memories were still painful. The PTSD was still there. And it felt like, okay, this is the dull pain that I'm going to live with forever. And I actually convinced myself, well, okay, this, it sucks, but it's still better than it was. What I will tell you, Shane, is keep working at it. What will happen is, is the effect of those dreams will go away. And to be honest, I gauge people's success and even my own with how do you respond from with a memory or a trigger. I mean, I, I know people hate the word trigger, but with a memory. If you're having those flashbacks and you're having those uh, uh, emotional spikes that you feel like you're being dragged right back in the middle of it, well, you haven't healed from it yet. There's still some more work you have to do. And, and, and I went through that as well. There were a few times where I'm like, woohoo, I got this covered. I got this figured out. This is not an issue anymore. And then somebody came along and went boop, right in my eye. And it was like being dropped, dropped, back, dropped right back into the fire like it didn't happen. And I've seen that I've seen that with other people who are, I'll just say this, I've seen it with other people who are older, whose divorces were 20, 30 years ago, and you hit a topic and it's like they are right back in the middle of that pain. That, if you work at it, will go away. If you don't, then you can be one of those people that 30 years from now, somebody could say something and you're going to go off on a tirade or you're going to get angry and start reliving those moments because they're, they're repressed. When I'm, my goal for everyone watching this is that later when that happens, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that happened. And then move on to something else. You know, that's kind of, well, that's not kind of, that's pretty much where I'm at. Which is great. I mean, it's, uh, and it's, a, it's one of those things that you get tested every once in a while. It's like God or the universe will turn around and say, oh, you think you have it all figured out? Well, let's just drop this into the mix and bloop, you know, something drops in there and it's like, how do you respond? So anyways, hopefully that rant made sense. I tumblers. Hey man says, Hey DSD. You say, great to see you again. Glad to see you or great to see you uh, on the stream. I appreciate it. Pepe says spot on DSD. I had that Eureka moment learning about the uh, personality disorder, narcissistic behavior. It is amazing. And you know what's really frustrating, Pepe? 
maybe it's changed in the last, you know, six years or so, but most therapists and most mental health professionals do not seem to have a freaking clue about this stuff. So they don't even go there. And the normal modalities don't work when you're dealing with this type of trauma that someone's put you through. So it's a nice place to visit. Pepe says, it's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Absolutely. Michael. Michael says, hi, Dwayne. A lot of vitamins are, uh, a lot of vitamins are isolated from friends and family before they, oh, victims, sorry. A lot of victims, I think is what you want to say, are isolated from friends and family before they realize what is happening and find they are all alone. Super show, Dwayne. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to say that, but thank you so much. Uh, if, if uh, you're listening on the podcast, you'll have to watch the video version and you'll, you'll see what's going on. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. Uh, iTumblr says, uh, DSD, after my breakup, it took me a year asking myself, why and how can someone be like, th- be this cold? Once I find, once I find, found out, sorry, uh, NPD, then you become obsessed with the topic. Takes a few years to understand and accept it. Oh, man. I hear you on that one. Tums, I mean, I used to sit there and ruminate and like, why is this happening? You know, I didn't do, I mean, I didn't do anything that would deserve this level of hate and discontent. You know, there was no cheating. There was no, you know, physical violence. Well, I mean, they, she tried to pretend there was, but I mean, you know, it's like, it was none of that. And it was like, how the, I don't understand. How can you treat somebody like this? How can you treat them like they never existed? How can you pretend that, you know, the other person was never there? And in an instant, it's not that it happened over time. It was like one day, you know, you're working toward trying to fight for your relationship. The second they realize they've lost you as a source of suitable supply, a source of suitable manipulation, it's it. It's like, I mean, the second... It's not even a gradual thing. It's like just kaboom happens. I'm not going to make sure I didn't don't mess up my, my thing here. Uh, a new grad says, uh, thanks, DSC. My plan is to treat the experience as a scar. Once it's healed, don't dwell on it and pity myself. Yeah, and, and to be honest, it's going to be one of those really like barely able to see scars. Because I agree with you, man. I used to think that. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be like a big gash. Every once in a while, someone will be like, what, what happened there? But uh, I think we heal more from this than we really think we can. It's really, it's, it's actually, it's surprising and great. And just, it's, it's just, you know, a lot of times I don't, when I used to think about, about life after this or life after the event, it felt, I used to think of it like, okay, it's like somebody who loses a limb. You know, you have the phantom pains. It's always there. It's always going to remind you. And you just learn to, to live with it and deal with it. And I think it's not that bad. Meaning it's not going to be something, you know, you will not be there to where you're constantly waking up every morning, you know, remembering this. Because, I mean, I know for me, there was a while where every day was going through this again. So keep the hope. Keep the faith. David says, I no longer have connection with my ex or daughter, but how I, wait a minute, but 
now I do wake up every morning with it on my mind. Yeah, that's going to be tough, man, because I went through that as well, you know, because it's like, or, or not some, I mean, I had, I saw the kids and everyone in my life, but I mean, it was like, it was a, it was a nightmare. And I was like, why does this have, wake up? Like, just why, 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 why does this have to be like this? So, and it's hard, man. And, and I think if you get in a situation like you're talking about to where the alienation just is, overtakes everything. At some point you have to say, okay, you know what? I've tried enough. I have to cut ties because it's just going to drag me into the, you know, pit of despair. You go on to say, I have support in my fiance, as I stated previously, but still suffer from this. Keep working on it. Um, if you're still really stuck, what I would recommend is look into, I, I'm not sure if you're, uh, Okay, let me let me do this in phases. What I would say is let me let me pull this up. So and I'll and I'll give you some well, if my computer will actually work. Oh dear god. Okay. Cancel. So first thing, uh I did try, let me see if I can get your message off the screen. It, what I did try and I, I list these on the my resource page, these these hypnosis download files, uh, which is right here, that actually did really help me. Um, I it felt really weird to say, okay, I'm going to try this. Prior to this whole thing, all that stuff sounded like a bunch of woo BS. Um, but I was desperate and I wanted to try something. Um, that a good therapist, a good trauma therapist, can help. And if you are, gosh, darn it. I just did what is EMDR. So EMDR is a technique for processing repressed and post-traumatic stress memory. So it's, it's eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing therapy, EMDR. It's been, uh, uh, I've proven that maybe, is, I don't know. It, it's a technique that has been utilized with success in dealing with trauma that you just can't seem to get out from. Now, I know sometimes on our situations, it feels like, well, you know, trauma is war zone. Trauma is, you know, a home invasion robbery or something like that. Now, this is a trauma and it's a betrayal that is probably worse than uh, anything you'd ever experience previously in your life. Because it's somebody you trusted and loved and you can't even fathom how they would be able to go into the darkest pits of hell and try to drag you in with them. Uh, it's, it, it just blows your mind. It is it's not a good situation. All right. So, so I would check, David, I would check into that, uh, look into some of those things. They might be helpful. But, but don't just accept that this is the way your life is always going to be. Now, don't think that you're going to, you know, it's going to go away tomorrow, but you do need to work on it. it. You can't just put it in a box and ignore it, right? You need to, you need to process that. And I know for guys, it's hard for us to do, but man, you're dealing, here's the thing. You're dealing with the pain now. I mean, you're, you're dealing with pain now. So dive into it, you know, really, you know, get through it to get rid of it. You know, it's like, cause if you don't, it's like a physical therapy on a wound. If you, if you break something and you're like, oh, it hurts too much to move it and you don't move it, well, then you're stuck with that limited range of motion and the pain. 
you know, I don't know if that's a good example, but that's, that's, uh, that's normally the analogy I've used in the past. I Tom says DSD. I finally, I finally use my decision-making authority over education to choose a pre-K and the ex is going crazy because it wasn't her choice, but I put it in between us and a great pre, uh, pre-K, but she doesn't care. Now, just for you guys that don't are, are maybe not are familiar with his story, during their court case that happened, uh, ooh, geez, probably a couple of years ago now, he was awarded decision-making authority over um, education. So all he's doing is what he was awarded to do. <clears throat> I'm glad to hear that you finally pick something that was more reasonable because I, one of the traps that we get into on these things when these people are going boop, 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 you know, jabbing us in the eye, we start to lose sight of what the uh, original goal was and we start getting like, okay, fine, you know, you've, you've ramped up, so I'm doing, you know, this in retaliation. And uh, I think at one point you might have been talking, if I remember correctly, you were considering <laughs> putting your child like right next door to you to make it far from them. So um, good for you. Uh, if she does try to fight it, it's going to make her look like a fool and uh, will help you ultimately um, as it goes on. Uh, let me know if she tries to threaten court action. John says, uh, oh, come on, that's to someone else. Uh, but I'll look, let me see. He says this to David, uh, I'm there with one son and a good relationship with the other. I tried everything and sometimes you got to let time heal it. Yeah, and you just can't let it drag you down into the pit of hell. And it's hard not to. I mean, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. My last 12 years, or the 12 years of this were not, there were good times. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there were, there were good times. However, it was not a fun experience. And it was, it was kind of like we, you know, mitigating the effects of a toxic person. Um, I almost fell into that trap uh, with, with uh, one of my kids, so... It's, it's, you know, alienation's a real thing. And uh, when they start uh, playing games with it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. So sorry to hear you guys are going through that. Uh, Pepe says, BPD, which is borderline personality disorder, is a deep rabbit hole. Deep rabbit hole indeed. And BPD people are pretty scary. And they're, a lot of times, they're the ones who do the false allegations. <clears throat> they're the ones that'll, you know, slam their head in the door or I don't know if you guys remember that video from a few years back where the lady got mad at her, uh, her, her husband punched, you know, went into the elevator, started punching herself in the face. And when she got down, you know, started crying like, Oh, he hit me. And the only thing that prevented him or that the only thing that canceled the criminal trial was when that video came out and they're like, Oh, so she left, went into the elevator, had no bruises, punched herself in the face on the trip down. Oh, sorry, Billy. Let's let you out of jail. You know, I think, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a thing. David says, it's like they have a supervillain power if they can drop someone that fast. You know what it is? Because I used to think that too. I think what it is, is that they learned at an early age how to operate in that trauma. So they have experience from like seven to 10 years old until 30 of doing that intuitively. So it's all an act. I mean, if you think about it, it's, I, I, 
It's funny. I'm going to say something that used to irritate me when people would say it to me. It's like, you know, I feel sorry for her. And I'm like, I just, that used to, that used to, that was a trigger. That would, that would make, that would make me angry. You know, now I look at it and it's like these people are trapped in a nightmare of their own making. They could choose at any moment to stop it, but they won't and they can't. So their superpower is the fact that they've just, you know, it's that iteration thing. They've been doing it for so long that it's, they're naturals at it. The, the reality is, though, is they're not that good, right? I mean, they're kind of stuck at that 7 to 10-year-old level most of the time. So once you understand what they're doing, it's pretty easy to predict what they're going to do. And you can utilize that knowledge to help you in court if you do it appropriately. You got to be careful, though. I'm not even going to comment on that one. Ugh. I'm going to ignore that one. All I'll say is, Tums, yes, technically, but some extra drama might be occurring. So it's, uh, you know, my release date might have been pushed back. <laughs> so we shall, we shall see. Thank you guys for all the wishes. I appreciate that. Shane says to David, they are notorious cheaters. And if they discard you quickly, it's because they have a new supply. That is not always true because in my situation, mine didn't have another supply and everything switched on an instant and it was all tied to, oh crap, the, game, the, the game's up and I can't control and manipulate this person anymore. And it was like freaking Satan came out. You know, it was, it was, a, it was, you know, that's where that whole narcissistic stare stuff and everything came from on my older videos. It was just like, what the hell am I dealing with? So, uh, yeah, Pepe says, rip that Band-Aid off. I know that was talking about, you know, just dealing with the pain and working through it, but absolutely. Shane says, I'm actually learning how betrayal trauma affects the brain and how now I know why I struggle so much with it. Let me ask you that. Let ask you, Shane. So now that you understand that a little bit more, is it helping? Does it take the edge off? Uh, are you are you able to recognize it that whenever something starts happening and you start going down this 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 appropriate behavioral pattern effect, you know, with this type of effect, does it does it help? I'm hoping the answer is yes. Now you can catch yourself going, okay, I'm I'm doing this. I need to stop myself. It's because of this. You know, it's not, you know, let me know, Shane. I'd, I'd like to hear what you think, say on that. Mr. Nemesis says, uh, I just spent the day looking at apartments a few towns away from ground zero. I rode my bike around the neighborhood. I'm interested in and was smiling the whole time. New life. Out. Hold on a second. I got to do this. That is outstanding. And if you guys, if you're long time, oh, I didn't put, I didn't put his comment on the screen if you're longtime listeners of the show he's been on here before and he has probably lived one of the worst nightmares somebody has could go through minus being deleted i guess but uh, x was able to weaponize the kids and accuse him of kind of like that john mass thing you know say he did this and that and cops and cps and everybody looked into it and said no that didn't happen so good for you, man. I am. That is awesome to hear. 
All right. Pepe says they can't pair bond. They can fake it, though. They can fake it. They can't fake it forever. And then the problem is if you're damaged like I was, when the facade and the mask starts to crack, you just make excuses for it. But pretty much within three to six months, you're, you know something's wrong. Probably before that. I knew, I knew in retrospect early on that something wasn't right, but I wanted the fantasy to be real, so I just ignored it. So, oh, nice. Mr. Nemesis says, I actually felt hungry for food for the first time in a couple of years. A false allegation and attempts at parental alienation killed my, killed my appetite. Oh, absolutely. The stress on this stuff is just, it, it, it's horrible. David said, yes, yeah, small-minded, but they find a way to upset me still. So strange. Well, the reality is, is that people like this are, I don't know if excellent observer is the right way to say it, but they're diligent observers. And what I mean by that is they know how to read your emotions. They know how to push your buttons. They know, and that, this is why you'll notice, like people like this can say the most hurtful damaging things they'll pull you know you could be in a 20-year relationship and they will pull something from you know 20 years ago and use it to just try to destroy you and it's 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 uh it's it's tough it is really tough let's see oh there you go New grad says, true tendency to self-destruct and bring others along. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Well, and the whole point of that is they, they live in, I mean, if you're talking about the toxic people, they thrive in chaos. So it's not, I mean, like for us, chaos brings us down. It brings our energy down. We don't like being there. It's demoralizing. You know, it just kind of sucks the joy out of life. I mean, have you ever noticed how a toxic person can seem all happy? If they are able to crash your mood and make you feel like crap or get you pissed off, they're happy because they love and thrive in chaos. John says, David, they learn you and know just how to make it hurt. That is so true. So true. So, all right. I think I've gone through most of the comments. And I think we will work to wrap this up. Uh, I, I think what, I, what I'll... I need a button to get the comments off the screen. The one thing I just want to say, and this kind of will dovetail with what Mr. Nemesis was talking about. You, you've got to start doing things that make you that bring joy and peace into your life, right? And I know that when you're in the early parts of this, like some of you guys are, I mean, I hear you talking, I see you talking about it. It's hard to even think that there's a time for that, but try to force yourself to do things that are going to benefit you. Try to make sure you eat right. Stop utilizing alcohol or any other, you know, illegal or legal 
medicated means to control your mood. I know a lot of times that feels, I mean, I, and I get it. If it's really tough and you're just, you know, it's kind of like that or some other decision, you know, you, you slowly have to start taking your life back. And if that's starting to go to the gym, you know, eating better, doing things for yourself, and that might even be too hard. I would say it's like find something that you like to do. If it is going to a bookstore and sitting in a corner and reading a magazine or reading a book, and if you're broke, but you can physically get yourself there, you can do like Nemesis and ride your bike or whatever, get over there and just sit there for an hour and just kind of enjoy the peace of that moment, do that. I used to like just going to a coffee shop and just sitting in a corner and just like listening to the ambiance and this and you know the smells and all that kind of stuff now i'm you know i'm i'm not forcing myself but i mean i'm now i'm going to the mountains and i'm trying to do some of the camping thing you know if you used to do that and you already have the gear it's just going right i mean grab your tuna sandwich you know and your top ramen and go there it's am- I don't know about you guys, but for me, it is amazing how relaxing getting out even by myself. Actually, it's even better when it's by myself. That was a weird part about this last weekend is I normally don't go out with a ton of people. So uh, that was different. But, uh, you know, and just having that peace, you know, and, and maybe honestly, maybe if you're early in this, maybe that is too much. I know uh, a lot of times in this, your brain's going so fast that having too much time to think on that might not work. But if it does, do it. Force yourself to do it. I have I have a tremendous amount of <laughs> of life experience on things that I didn't want to do that I knew I liked to do. That once I forced myself to do it, I felt uh, rejuvenized. Rejuvenized is that the right word? It. And it just, it was like, I, I mean, it's like, oh man, I should have done that. So, <laughs> and Mr. Nemesis, never bring tuna on a camping trip. It just popped into my head. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. He's probably smart. <laughs> I got to figure out what I'm taking this weekend. I, I got a trip I'm, I'm going on and I'm trying to, uh, to figure out what direction I'm going to go. Actually, I got a lot of trips planned. I, I, I got a trip planned this weekend. Then I got another trip with the guy who um, uh, got stuck in the Stacoma. I told him about that. He thought that was hilarious, by the way. So appreciate you guys saying that uh, in, the last, uh, in the last podcast uh, stream we did. I'm doing a trip with him. I might be doing another trip the following weekend with the same group that I did a trip with last weekend. And then uh, I technically don't have anything planned after that, but then we're working on a trip for uh, for um, doing the Mojave Trail, which will be a three-day trip, which that'll be fun. So hopefully that'll come to fruition. Pepe did red-faced droopy eyes. What's that for, man? Is that is that towards me or something else? Let me know. Apple says, I'm happy they changed the laws in Florida for 50-50. Really? Did they really? They finally did that? I guess I'm a, I've been under a rock. I will be the default unless there is real evidence to say otherwise. I was accused of a lot since our daughter was born. The only thing that scares me on that is, well, I guess it depends, right? 
if somebody is like, if you're dealing with a B, if you're really dealing with like a, a psychopath type person who's willing to plan, that could be worse. But uh, that's great though, man. I, I, man, I wish on my situation, if it would have just been 50, 50, and then she could have just, you know, then it would have been on her to try to fight, to say, no, you suck. You're a scumbag, you know, um, but it was started out at 50-50. It would have been different. Oh, just now. Well, not just now. It's August 1st, but July 1st. That's, I'm sorry. Let me do this. Uh, Apple said July 1st. Well, I'm going to have to look that up. So John says you got a place to stay in. Uh, I think that's Tennessee anytime. You know what? depending on what happens when this other issue that I'm trying to deal with, because, <clears throat> you know, these, these, these people just don't go quietly into the night. Um, I am really wanting to do more trips, so I might take you up on that or at least meet up for a coffee or something. David says, uh, uh, DSD, love hearing how you enjoy your trips. I'm working on some new hobbies now. Outstanding, man. I'm going to give you a, a applause for that because... In these scenarios, it's really hard. I, I had a hard time trying to even wanting to do anything, especially in the early parts of this, because at the time, the ex uh, during the court case was targeting anything and everything that I liked. And I was really worried that if I started jumping in doing something that I really liked, that it would be like, well, I want my half, you know? I mean, she was already playing that stupid game, but, but uh, anyways, so let's see. Pepe, you got to clarify, man. So how, Apple says House Bill 775 is the one and House Bill 1301, I believe, is the second of the bills. Let me see if I can find that. Let's see. Florida. 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 House Bill 775. House Bill 1311. Hotel Bravo, one, three, zero, one. Uh, uh, shared, parent, uh, shared parenting responsibility. Oh, crud, I went to the court thing. I wanted to just find an article. I wanted to find an article on it, not... not uh, all right, well, I'll have to look it up later. But thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Mr. Nemesis, thank you for my first applause track on DST Live. It felt like a finish line. Yeah, now that you mention it, I don't think uh, I don't think that uh, that we most of our discussions have not uh, resulted in that. They've been pretty pretty rough. So I'm glad to hear it, man. You've been that's been a long. Geez, what are you in? Three years? Four years? It's been a while. It's been a long time. All right. Uh, okay, let me uh, start clearing things up. We close to close to an hour. That's pretty good. I am though gonna wrap it up. I do have to get some uh, get some stuff done tonight before uh, before I run out of time. But I do want to say, if I remember how to do all this, first thing. I want to say thank you to all the people who are continue to be members. I know the numbers have gone down, but I appreciate you guys that are listed on the screen right now. I even double-checked to make sure that these are the current ones. Uh, I really appreciate the support, 
and trust that you put into me in this channel. And uh, it really means a lot, especially over the last couple of years when I haven't been able to do as much as I have been in the past. And on that, take care and uh, I'll catch you on the next one.